everybody. Welcome to another episode of Permission to Enter. We're so happy you're here. I just, this is your girl, Elsie. Just wanted to hop on real quick before we get into the interview, just to say um, Tiffany's not out. She's out today, but we have our dream interpreter slash hypnotherapist finally on the podcast today. So we have him answering your dreams that you guys sent in, some of my dreams from one that I can remember. Um, and it's just been, it was so much fun to record. But wanted to hop on here real quick before just to remind you guys to please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Even if you already have rated and reviewed us before, um, you can do it as many times as you want on iTunes, at least, or on Apple Podcasts, I know. So if you like an episode, I know a lot of you guys, we get a lot of DMs about how much you like the episode. Feel free to shoot that in the in the review section. It helps us out a lot, and um, we love hearing from you guys. So, so yeah. Without further ado, you and our CEO of Dreams, Jesse, you all have permission to enter. everybody it's just Elsie on the podcast today Tiffany is currently in her whole shoulder is basically out of whack so she can't really talk much because she's in so much pain so keep her in your thoughts everybody but the good news is remember that dream interpreter slash hypnotherapist we promised you we got him today <laughs> hey so, what's hey, up what up we got Jesse on the podcast today um and so I got a lot of questions I know you guys sent a lot of good dreams in so we're gonna have him talk about some of those maybe do some interpreting some mm-hmm. were pretty crazy so I'm gonna throw some challenging ones at you I think too I'm ready I'm ready up All for right. the challenge <laughs> well I found Jesse on TikTok um you know just pop it up in my for you page and um so then just kind of thought it was interesting I think dream interpretations are really cool because I don't really remember my dreams hardly mm which I know you have something to say about that. I, yeah, obviously. Yeah, a lot of people so, are that way. That's very, very common. Well, I did a poll actually a few months ago on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah? What did the people to, say? And the people, apparently I'm then the minority. It's according to the people that follow me, at least. I was like, dang, y'all really all like were most, like most of the time they have, at least a couple times a week will remember their dreams. Like mm. my, my co-host here, Tiffany, um, she has crazy dreams almost every night. She also takes mm. Ambien, so I don't. Maybe that has something to do. With oh it. yeah, no yeah. Ambien will do that. <laughs> well, you left that yeah. little oh, detail I just, out. Well, I kind of forgot. <laughs> she does take Ambien. I don't know if she takes it every night, but I know most nights she does. And but it, I think she was like that before, even though. Oh, that so, can be true too. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. But so, I guess let's start with. So, what do you do? How did you get into this kind of work? Sure. So uh, my day job is uh, I'm a licensed mental health counselor and the owner of Lion Counseling, which Mm -hmm. is an agency um, for mental health here in the state of Florida, particularly the Orlando area. We've got two offices. Mm -hmm. Uh, We work with a bunch of other therapists and we do some pretty cool stuff. Um, A lot of the type of work that I do um, as the owner um, is related to hypnotherapy. So I also co-founded a company that trains therapists in order to use uh, and be certified with the state of Florida to be hypnotherapists. um, Because in the state of Florida, there's actually some pretty rigorous uh, training that you have to go through. So we provide that 
that's what I do. So I'm a mental health counselor and then just kind of found my way <laughs> because of COVID. I think like many of us, like look into social media to try and grow and branch out and then started some stuff on Instagram, migrated over to TikTok and I made a couple videos about dreams and they took off. Like it actually started, <laughs> I had a coworker of mine in the hall, just kind of pull me, pull me aside and say, Hey, you're good at this stuff. Uh, you know about dreams. I'm like, honestly, I, I don't, but okay, I'll give it a listen. He's like, what do you think this means? And I was like, well, honestly, I feel like it means this. And he's like, mm -hmm. oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. And so mm -hmm. I started making that content. It really took off. And now here I am, CEO yeah. of dreams on TikTok. That's my title. That. So. We got the CEO of dreams, guys. You're Happy welcome. to be here. Yeah. Executive officer at your service. <laughs> so as a CEO of Dreams, is this something that's like you just kind of do the research on yourself or you have like, or do you get certified in this or is there like training or like, how does this, how does one become the CEO of Dreams? Uh, yes, yes to all. So okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no like certification for it. There, there are some like courses through the training that I've taken to be a hypnotherapist that deals yeah. a lot with imagery, metaphor, and specifically dreams as well. Yeah, um, okay. Because a lot of the unconscious mind um, goes hand in hand with dreaming because when you're dreaming, it is the content from your unconscious mind that's coming forward. Mm. So uh, mm. they go hand in hand and a lot of my natural sort of proclivity and ability to, to interpret dreams comes from my training in hypnotherapy. That being said, mm. um, I've done a lot of research. Um, my own personal style of therapy is what's called psychoanalytic, uh, which comes from Carl Jung and which everyone knows, uh, Sigmund Freud. And mm. they dealt a lot with dreams. So I've read a lot of their works yeah, and done a lot okay. of personal training on that. Um, and then day-to-day -day practice. So like I, yeah. I'm busy interpreting people's dreams for their mental health in my daily practice. Mm -hmm. um, and so I get a lot of experience just by talking with people about what their life's like. So yeah, nothing, nothing um, like this is the certification from this dream right. university. <laughs> but yeah, I've done a lot of research. I mean, for years yeah. and years about this stuff and helping people unlock their unconscious mind through the content that their dreams are giving them. Okay. That's so cool. I, okay. So I am, I always like try to, um, when my friends, talk, cause I don't ever really remember my dreams. So when I like hearing mm. about other people's and I will definitely always, I'm that friend who's like always trying to interpret other people's dreams, <laughs> so, nice. Nice. you know, whether I'm right or wrong, but it seems <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm right. Um, but it's fun. I tell you, it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, something is crazy. I will say the only, the most recent dream I can remember that I had, I was like going to go buy a monkey, but then it was like a human. <laughs> Whoa. It was like a, like an adult man, like old man. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what this means. <laughs> And that's all I can remember. I, all I can remember is going just trying to buy a monkey. <laughs> trying to buy a monkey. Were you disappointed that it turned out to be this uh, grumpy old man that you bought I instead? think I was like, I remember being like really confused. Um, Very confused. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I, when I woke up, I was like, I guess maybe I was a little bummed. I feel like. Yeah. It would be way cooler to have a monkey as a pet than like an old man, you know? Yes, I, I think you get arrested if you have an old man as a pet. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. There's a kink for everyone, I guess. But hey, you know, <laughs> as long as it's consensual, kids. Yeah, right. But um, but yeah. So I feel like that's. Are there some dreams that you're just like, yeah, that doesn't really mean anything. It's just like random stuff. Or do most dreams like mean something? So they kind of fall into a couple categories. Um, 
you know, like when you mentioned that your friend uh, takes Ambien when they sleep and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the body and the mind are so incredibly connected. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that I have to differentiate as a therapist and a dream interpreter is, you know, is this something that's going on psychically, mentally, Mm -hmm. not like psychically, like telling the future, but like psychically as in the mental processes that are taking place. Is this a mental, emotional thing or is this a physical thing? So a lot of times, like for instance, people will have dreams about drowning uh, when they actually have sleep apnea. And so people will tell me all the times, they're like, hey, I'm having this dream about drowning. And one of the key factors to be able to tell is I'll I'll ask them, be like, well, tell me the story around you Mm -hmm. drowning. Uh, Because drowning can also be a very typical dream for anxiety. But if someone tells me like, hey, I, you know, I I don't know, I was just drowning. Nothing was happening. There was no story. I was just drowning. Then Mm -hmm. I'll be like, hey, you need to go see a sleep doctor because you may have apnea. Um, Interesting. And so being able to differentiate like, okay, is this the body crying out for attention Mm -hmm. or is this actually an emotional thing? You'll also see, you know, I just posted a video on my TikTok Mm -hmm. um, where I was talking about fever dreams. Those are really common too, because the body is responding to the lack of consistency and internal temperature. And so you'll have these crazy dreams about being like boiled alive or, you know, different stuff like that because your body (laughs) is really warm. It has a fever. Yeah. So it's not emotional, it's physical. And so one of the things we have to do as, you know, being a dream interpreter is to differentiate, Mm -hmm. okay, is there a message here or is this the body's message that's saying, hey, I'm feeling something. Right. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And also, wait, I don't even remember if we were recording or not when I was saying this, but Tiffany, mm-hmm. um, so she has crazy dreams every night and I'm like so jealous sometimes and I'm not, but she says it's really yeah. stressful. <laughs> it can but, be. But also she takes Ambien most nights um, for at least a couple years, I think. But before that, I think she was even having crazy dreams too. But like do um, taking like any kind of drug like medicine or otherwise um <laughs> like prescribed or otherwise i guess um does that affect that a lot too or yeah ab- absolutely it can i even even something as simple like antidepressants for sure like if you're taking yeah. anti-anxiety medication that can do it ambient mm-hmm. for sure i even made a video uh, i got over eight hundred thousand views on mm-hmm. tiktok about uh melatonin nightmares and yeah. so what I was talking about was, and that, that may have been the video you saw because it I think went that was. semi-viral. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and Look so what I was, <laughs> I, hey, you know, sometimes things hit. Uh, TikTok's a weird algorithm. Let me it tell is. You. It's a good one. Better than Instagram. <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah, Instagram's kind of trash. Well, I'll keep my opinion Trash myself, algorithm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, if you take something like melatonin, you know, it's raising that hormone in you that helps you sleep. And so if you're an anxious person taking mm-hmm. melatonin to sleep, it's going to take your anxiety and kind of jump over it and put you into a deeper cycle of sleep than you would normally go. And mm-hmm. so if you're an anxious person in a deep cycle of REM sleep, all of your dreams are going to be anxiety dreams. It makes oh. sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that's so why we- people have melatonin nightmares. So, and I've always heard anyway that I've don't, melatonin has never really worked for me the few times I have tried it, but I have a lot of friends who take it often and I've always heard it's more of a thing you should do for like jet lag maybe, but, um, or like in the, like most cases is like a big thing for jet lag. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like society today, like I know so many people who take melatonin or equil or something like that. And they, a lot of them do it because of maybe anxiety. 
Um, but, uh, so you're saying if you have anxiety and that's why you're trying to sleep, that's something you should not be doing then. Cause it's like kind well, of messing you up, but well, I guess you'll have nightmares. And if you will, you just got to accept those. <laughs> right. So the, so the caveat is obviously I can't give medical or mental health right, advice right, over right, the internet. Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you should talk to your doctor and your therapist because uh-huh. uh, there's a couple of things that can be taken place. One, you probably need to deal with your anxiety. Uh, and then number two <laughs> <What>? is, no, <laughs> that, no, that's what <laughs> drugs are for. Yeah. <laughs> then why does that even, why do we even take melatonin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, um, something like jet lag would be a great reason to actually take melatonin, but a lot mm-hmm. of people become dependent on it nightly because yeah. they're not dealing with the mental health problems that are underlying their sleep problems. And so get with a therapist, talk with your doctor. A lot of times when people can consult with their doctor, the real issue is they're taking way, way, way too much. Mm. And so they'll be put into, you know, a deeper cycle of REM sleep than they really want to. And there could be some side effects to that. So talk with your doctor, take the right dosage Mm -hmm. and work on yourself, you know, be a more peaceful person. You'll have a better night's sleep. I mean, kind of like one plus one equals two, you know? I know it's like, but we got to do one plus one over and over again to make sure it will equal two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always try and jump to three. That's my problem. I'm, I overachiever. I'm really, really bad at math. So I majored in theater, so I don't even know. One plus one is two. That's news to me. I don't get it. Don't <laughs> but so, I mean, so hypnotherapy too. And this is something I really don't know as much about other than like what I've seen in the movies, which I assume is not correct way and it's, it's the movies it's the movies you know but i the movies too i think a lot of the ones i've seen um i saw one recently where i was like oh that is what hypnotherapy is but i feel like most time movies it's like a manipulation thing like it's like a bad yeah. they use it in like a bad way but i did yeah see it's really unfortunate i can't remember what it was but it, they did use it in like a good way and i was like okay that makes sense like they're like getting out all this trauma that they wouldn't have dealt yes. with otherwise so and that's literally, I cannot remember what the show was, but um, okay. I'm sure it'll come to me right after we are done recording. But um, usually, but yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, what do people use it for? Like, who should, like, how do you know if hypnotherapy is something you should get, try? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and you hit, you know, that, that one depiction that you saw where I was talking <laughs> about trauma is exactly what we do. So mm-hmm. the company I founded is Trauma Focused Hypnotherapy. And, you know, you can look it up if you're interested, traumafocusedhypnotherapy.com. And you can mm-hmm. find a hypnotherapist that works for you. You know, I, I really want that to be a resource for people to use. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, the way that hypnotherapy works is, you know, there's a small portion of our brain that's conscious you know, and I get, I get people who argue with me all the time about like, show me the research and I can show you the research. There's only two parts of our brain, the two frontal cortex pieces that actually engage in logical, conscious, critical thought. Everything else from this frontal cortex, these two lobes mm-hmm. right above your eyeballs and back is all unconscious. It's not thinking in a conscious frame like you and I are talking right now, like my mm-hmm. linguistic process is being determined by my frontal cortex. Mm-hmm. Everything behind that is unconscious. So my breathing, my digestion, my memories, my amygdala, my hippocampus, all of those things are operating without any conscious thought from me. Mm-hmm. So when you experience something like trauma, that's a hugely emotional memory that is going to be put into your brain and your brain is trying to process. If you're only using that small, like 
some say 12% of your brain that is conscious to try mm-hmm. and deal with that, you're missing out on the opportunity for that larger 88% of your brain to be able to work through those things. Yeah. You know, and so that's why even in therapy, they say, you know, the relationship with your therapist is more important than the actual technique because it's about the emotional processing, not the mm-hmm. conscious processing. Yeah. Okay. Well then, so when you do hypnotherapy, like as the patient, do mm-hmm. you remember what you're saying? Like, do you know what you're saying when that happens or? Uh, yes and no. So okay. um, some people do experience some amnesia from, from hypnosis um, because they're not consciously thinking about it. Like there's nothing that's secret. There's no, you know, like uh, hoodoo, voodoo manipulation going on. Uh, <laughs> some people will lose track of time. You know, yeah. they'll be like, you know, I'll, I'll pull them out of a hypnotherapy session. I'll be like, how, how long did that feel for you? They're like, it was like 10 minutes. And I'll be like, that was 45 minutes. And they're like, Whoa. <laughs> um, because you're not dealing with the same conscious structures yeah. that you would when you're talking. So, you know, sense of time can be kind of distorted or, you know, your sequence of things that you experience can kind of be distorted. So mm-hmm. um, it's not mind control. For sure. Right, right. In fact, we all experience it all the time. And that's why hypnosis and dream interpretation go hand in hand, because mm-hmm. in order for anyone to go to sleep, you enter into a state of hypnosis right before you go to sleep. What? It's a part of our everyday cycle. Okay. We're just using it on purpose for therapy. Oh, is that why? And like, if I would stay up until like the wee hours of the night when I'm really tired, I'll start just saying weird stuff. <laughs> could, could be, yeah. Your brain's just kind of dumping. Yeah. You know, I think I think I have like no f- filter in the middle of the night if you catch me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a sleep talker. I don't sleep walk, but I sleep talk. I think I do too. I live with myself currently, but in college, I know I definitely did. I had a few roommates. My first roommate, well, one of my, I guess my second roommate I had in college, she, we had bunk beds and she, nice. um, she would wake up really early and I would wake up, she'd wake up at like 5 a.m. and I'd wake up at like nine. And so we had very different schedules. And so she said that there was one time where she woke up in the middle of a sentence. And when she woke up, she heard me responding and she was like, what are you saying? And then that's honestly until college, I didn't really know that I, I, I talked in my sleep. Um, I don't remember my dreams, but I do talk in my sleep, I guess. And I, I think it's happened a few times since then too. Um, and it's crazy. I've been around my, one of my cousins, actually, one time we were like, I was maybe in middle school or high school and we were all yeah. like at my grandparents. And I remember we we're all sleeping in the living room, like on the floor and stuff. And she, I was awake still cause I was watching TV and she started talking out of nowhere. And I was like, what are you talking? Like, what are you talking about? And she had no, she wasn't talking with me. She was just talking like, uh. to me about like, she was like probably in elementary school or middle school, maybe at the time I was probably in high school. And she was just like going off about this girl who she's like mad at in school. I was like, what are you <laughs> saying? So it's wild. Like, I mean, do you have, like, tell me whatever you know about sleep talking. What, what the heck is, what's going on with that? Like, why do people do that? <laughs> so, so normally like sleep talking, sleepwalking. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I hate to call is- you insane i've seen some tiktok videos of some people sleepwalking and i'm like oh my god Who, who's the one selena spooky boo is that you the one who her like on records TikTok? herself like it's in like the yep. corner yes that's yep, the one she's i got, was like, like 10 million oh. followers and it's really funny but i was like 
Oh, wow. She's like doing a lot. <laughs> Yo, my, my day was made when we became mutual followers. She followed yes, me back. And I, I was like, she needs, oh, I've made she it. needs to I've get into it. your whole thing. <laughs> she needs to yeah. talk to you. <laughs> okay, and yeah, she's, so- she's been to doctors about it and like, she's really, she's really careful with it. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. But she knows that yeah. like uh, for her eating cheese or chocolate <laughs> before bed causes her to sleepwalk like oh my God. Pretty, pretty consistently every time. That's insane. Is it the same kind of thing for sleep talking then? It's like a diet situation or is it? Not, not necessarily. So there's a couple of reasons that it can happen. Okay. Uh, again, talk to your doctor, right? Not medical right. advice. Right, but, of course. Uh, I hate to call you out like this, but oftentimes oh, no. I'll see people <laughs> who sleep talk, sleep walk, they're anxious. Oh, 100%. So That's that, old news. That's old yeah. news. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of that's why. So yeah. when, we, when we go to sleep, uh, our brain is actually supposed to disconnect from our body, which is really, really yeah. helpful. Because if you're dreaming about like running or jumping or whatever, you don't want to uh-huh. be running and jumping out of bed in your real body. Right. You want to be able to disconnect. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're really anxious and you don't go through the cycles of sleep in the normal appropriate way, uh-huh. that disconnection can kind of be disrupted. And so, especially when you have like, you know, something like difficult to digest, chocolate, cheese, anxiety, right? right. All it can same, cause yeah. <laughs> all the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we could symbolize my anxiety and cheese, I'd be a much happier person. I, yeah. Anyway. Sometimes I feel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it does is it, um, you know, all that blood is rushing to your stomach and causing yeah. your body to engage in a lot of activity. Anxiety also causing your brain to engage in a lot of activity and not relax in the normal healthy way that it's supposed to. And so there's parts of your brain and your body that are still firing that normally should be relaxed. Mm-hmm. And because they're not relaxed, that disconnect between the brain body connection that's supposed to happen doesn't take place in quite the same way. So you might talk, you might walk around, uh-huh. you know, you might uh, accidentally hit your partner while you're sleeping. <laughs> my mom has done that. Oh, my mom wanted me to ask you. Very that. common. <laughs> um, my Shout mom, out to moms. Yes. Love you, mom. I feel like I end up talking about my mom. She's like our third co-host at this point. My dad gets offended because I don't talk about him as much, but my dad is part oh, of the Shout story out to you too, well. dad. Yes. Good old Dan, Diane. We love you. But um, I'm their favorite daughter. <laughs> but, <laughs> Whoa. So, I know. Hey, they can't. I, I mean, who's going to say I'm not? I'm the only one here. Anyway, but. So my parents, this is like back, like I was like a little, like little kid when this happened. Okay. Um, okay. I might not even been born. I don't know. I it was somewhere in the early nineties and okay. um, my mom like got up like shot up out of bed she's standing on the bed and is like leaning against the wall like freaking out like looking out the door like did you see them and my dad wakes up because he's like the hell what the heck's going on and so he's like he's like diane what's going on and she's like did you hear that did you hear that and she doesn't really know like she only knows that this happened really because my dad told her (laughs) like she doesn't have much memory of it i don't think herself but yeah so she's like standing up freaking out on the bed Leaning against the wall. What's did you just, did you see that? Did you see them? Did you see the girls? And my dad's like, what girls? And he, he's like, the the women, the naked women. And my dad's like, what naked women? <laughs> like where in our house? Like what's happening? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then there was another time. I don't know if it, I think that, don't know if it was the same time or a different time, but there was another time maybe in the same night that my mom like just took the pillow and like. <laughs> Put it over my dad's face and he was like what the hell 
that strikes me as maybe anxiety as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to stifle the anxiety. Yeah, that was like sleepwalking <laughs> and talking, kind of. Um, yeah, it was like sleep murder. Was <laughs> <laughs> almost sleep murder. Almost, almost sleep murder. Yeah. So like, Your dad wakes up. He's like, I had a strange dream about drowning. I don't. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It felt so real. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, so I guess things like that, though. I mean, probably, I mean, again, we all know the whole caveat for this podcast, too. Just talk to your doctor first, of course, but. Talk to your doctor, um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but so, but probably more than likely, that has to do with something like anxiety and like some kind of anxiety yeah. was going on. Yeah. Well, and the thing about Brains dreams as well, yeah, they're they're nuts, man. You know, <laughs> and well, they're they're nuts, and they're not at the same time because right when we try and understand the language of the unconscious with the conscious mind, it doesn't make sense because they speak different languages. Like if you were speaking Spanish and I didn't speak Spanish, I'd be like, "You're talking nonsense." And mm-hmm. no, it's not that you're talking nonsense. In fact, <laughs> you're probably speaking very beautiful Spanish. Right. But I can't understand because I only speak English. And right. so that's the thing, like the, the power of dreams to be able to so accurately and concisely convey emotions that we've been repressing for who knows how long mm-hmm. is so incredible and beautiful. Honestly, it's just because it's not a conscious language, we don't know how to interpret it. And yeah. we think okay. that is nonsense. You know, I get people sending me memes all the time. They're like, you know, the meme says, my therapist, all dreams have meaning, my dreams. And it's like, you know, a chicken driving a car crashing over a house and <laughs> Like, no, even that has meaning too. Yeah. And that's kind of like the second level of this whole thing is, <laughs> you know, no dream has one standard meaning. A mm-hmm. lot of times people will look to dream dictionaries or just a video online of, uh, you know, a dream interpreter saying, hey, had a dream about this. It means this. And right, I make right. those videos too. And those videos are true, but they're not true for everybody. So right. you got to think like there's so many different people, so many different experiences. For instance, if I had a dream about a snake, and you had a dream about a snake, that would probably mean something very, very different for each of us, mm-hmm. even though it may be a little bit similar because okay. we have different, you know, emotional connections with a snake. We have different, you know, you're a female, I'm a male, you know, that's how mm-hmm. I identify. And so I have a different interaction <laughs> with the world. Yeah, There's all these different things we have to take into account. And so, you know, I really hope that people take the time to talk with a therapist and a dream interpreter, somebody who specializes in that because getting a personal interpretation is so much different and more impactful than just looking it up through Google. Right. For sure. I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. But so I do have, so about, uh, what's it called? Oh, sleep paralysis. Yeah. Right. Is that the one where you're like half sleeping kind of, you like have control, but you can't really move and it's kind of. That'd be lucid dreaming. Sleep paralysis lucid is dreaming. when okay, you can't, you like wake about. up, but you can't move. You're paralyzed. Okay, wait. That's what I was talking about. Oh yeah. Or maybe if I'm you're not. dreaming maybe I'm and you feel like both. you can control. <laughs> maybe if you're dreaming and you feel like you can control your dream, that's lucid uh-huh. dreaming. Okay. If you wake up and you're frozen and you can't move, that's sleep paralysis. That's the one. That is the one. Then I gotcha. that happened to me one time in college and it was very scary. <laughs> yeah, it's only ever happened to me one time too, but it was yeah it was pretty crazy. Yeah. So what's how does that like? how does that even happen? Like, yeah, it's actually very similar to sleepwalking. So the yeah. same brain body connection that's supposed to happen. If you're highly stressed, if you're not sleeping mm-hmm. well, bad sleep hygiene, it's supposed to reconnect when you wake up. Uh, but sometimes, you know, normal sleep 
it mm-hmm. happens so seamlessly you don't even know it. Yeah. But sometimes we wake up before our brain has reconnected with our body and we experience what's called sleep paralysis. We're still in a semi, you know, mm-hmm. lucid hypnotic state. Um, but we're coming out of it before our brain has fully connected with our, you know, physiology. And okay. so that's where you'll experience sleep paralysis. A lot of people will experience what they call, um, uh, they call them sleep demons or you yeah. know, paralysis hallucinations where they see like a shadowy figure. That's what happened like to that. me. <laughs> yeah. Very, very common. Yeah. Um, it's and it because- was, a, wait, that actually wasn't college. That was right after college. And it was in wow. a a house that we were, I was an apprentice for like the theater, um, after, right after college for a year okay, and we all okay. lived in the house together. It was very stressful. So I know that definitely had a lot to do with it, yeah, but probably. there, a person, we didn't know until like a few months into this, but someone in who had lived in that house, like five or six years prior at the time had shot himself in the head in the basement oh, okay. where I wasn't sleeping in the basement, but a lot, all the guys were in the basement, all the girls were upstairs yeah. and um, we would all have weird dreams, especially the people that were right there, like in the basement, like where, mm. and we didn't know, like, that's exactly these, there was two beds that were like basically right where he killed himself and they were mm. having the weirdest, the weirdest of the dreams. But there was one time where I had a dream, like a sleep paralysis. And it was like, there was a window right next to my, like on the wall next to my bed. And it was like coming out, like coming out the window and it went under my, under my bed. And I just like watched it and I couldn't move. Wow. And I was like, I hate this. I was like kind of crying when I, I like, eventually like, I woke up and I was like kind of like teary eyed. I wasn't like crying, crying, yeah. but I was like, this is so scary. <laughs> it can be very triggering. Yeah. But at the time I just thought it was a real demon. I don't know. Maybe it was. <laughs> well, I, I leave that up to people's interpretation. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, you yeah. Know, I'm a, I'm a scientist by trade, right? right. I'm a medical professional. So I don't hate I, my thought is mm-hmm. if you believe in spirituality, if you believe in the metaphysical, if uh-huh. it's going to connect with you, it would probably connect through your unconscious mind. So yeah. that makes sense to me if that's, you know, part of your belief system, which I totally respect for people yeah. at the same time as, as more of a Jungian psychoanalyst in the way that I work, I often talk to people about their shadow, which is something mm-hmm. that Carl Jung talked about quite a lot. And it's all those things that we hide inside of ourselves. It's like our inner demons. <gasps> Oh my God. Peter Pan is a whole new meaning now. Yeah. His shadow. Yeah, shadow. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of it's built so up antagonistic. Issues. I know. Wow. Look at J.M. Barry. He's doing it. We didn't even know. He's an yeah. author. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows exactly. It's, it's so interesting, you know, Yeah. how those things work. And so I think, you know, oftentimes I'll talk to people about their, you know, quote unquote sleep demon. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, that sleep demon is you. It's all the things about yourself that you don't like. Mind blown. Like instead of being mean to it, maybe you should say hello. You know, how long have you kept those parts of yourself that are just as precious as the parts you show everybody else? How long have you kept those below the surface and hidden and and afraid and alone? It just wants to be seen. Oh man, that's a whole thing. It's kind of like, I guess in the more like, like spiritual side of things too, like they call it, I think Tiffany just did it for the first time, actually. It's called like shadow work. Um, so, so yeah, I probably similar Mm. things, just like different ways maybe to go about about. it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've don't think I've, I mean, if I did it, I didn't do it on purpose, but I've never like tried to do it, but she just did it. And it was like, she said it was just an insane experience. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's crazy. But, um, I do have some dreams that people sent me that they would like 
some answers about. <laughs> well, I will do my best. My caveat is, of course, yeah, everything yeah. is um, everything's unique to the individual. Right. So I can give you kind of a general sort of sense of it, okay. but everyone's got their own connection. And so that's the beautiful part of it. I do mm -hmm. a lot of dream interpretation requests for people personally online. Yeah. Um, you can find that wherever it is, but um, right. you know, what's really important for people to send me when they send me those dream requests is to give me the full story and a little bit about themselves. Okay. Because that helps me understand where their mind's at and what their mind is trying to communicate. So, but yeah, okay. there's some that are really common. So maybe, maybe people sent you some and we can, we can work. Through yeah. Them. Well, I'll send, I'll start with some easy ones. Um, as you know, okay. as a Google dream interpreter myself, I have already attempted to figure out what these mean in my own mind. <laughs> I would love to know <laughs> if I'm correct. So I'll start some simple ones. Um, and then what I think are like the more complicated ones. <laughs> seeming, okay. Okay. Seeming complicated. Let's give it a shot. So this one is interesting. Um, and this, he kind of gives the full story, but he said, I have dreams about being drunk all the time. Like in my dream, I drink and then I wake up hungover, like feeling like he's hungover. Mm. I haven't drank in 11 months. So it's kind of been a mind fuck. So I feel like it has a lot to do with him not drinking maybe. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. Well, the I'm cool thing about dreams. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the cool thing about dreams is, um, you know, Freud talked about this a lot mm -hmm. and he got a lot of a lot of flack for it, but he really stood his ground and proved himself. Um, mm -hmm. He believed that all dreams, even nightmares are wish fulfillment. And so when we're dreaming, you know, it's a, it's a facet of the unconscious mind that it's always driving towards something. It never mm -hmm. runs away from things. It's always running toward things, fulfilling wishes. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having a dream about, you know, being drunk um, and waking up feeling kind of inebriated, it's your mind remembering those things and wishing for them back. And a deeper level, if I was yeah. going to really, you know, I hope that this person is listening. Yeah. Um, you know, you're always welcome to reach out and contact me personally, but mm -hmm. a deeper level would be, you have to recognize there's a part of yourself that when you start to become sober, you're losing a part of who you are. There's a part of your life, a part of your psyche that is being kind of repressed. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I see people when they become sober in their work, you know, they shun all of these things that were about their addicted life, but mm -hmm. there were still some things in that addicted life that were positive. Like I'm sure that person met a lot of people when they were out drinking. I'm sure they were very outgoing, gregarious, and, yeah. you know, like to be the center of attention. They were probably very entertaining. And so those are probably things that when they're dreaming about drinking, they're recognizing, I want those parts of myself back. Mm, okay. And it's kind of that struggle inside of, hey, I know I don't want to drink anymore, but I also want these parts of myself that I know were good. I want to figure yeah. out how to bring those back. I miss the energy the level I had and or like yeah. outgoingness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like this next one's probably a pretty common one. Um, and I think I've seen <clears throat> your a post maybe about this. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So just having very vivid dreams about like re reuniting with an ex. She said, mm. um, I said like what, I asked her like, what were you doing? And like in the dream. And she said, just normal. Like I was talking again for the first time since cutting things off. I'm visualizing how I hope it will go, I guess. Lots of hugs and deep conversations and understanding. It's, it seems very real. <laughs> and I've had similar, like similar dreams. And I'm like, I don't want to date these people, but mm -hmm. is it just like you miss the closeness kind of thing or... Not it can be a lot the of person. Things. Yeah, usually it's a little bit more uh, 
spicy than that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's get oh. into that. <laughs> Usually it's about some intimate situations with an ex-lover. No, no. Uh, I've never really had like sexual dreams about that. Because those are very common, sexual dreams yeah, about Yeah. Oh, ex. I definitely want to ask about that because I know it's pretty common. I mean, everyone's oh, yeah. had sex dreams, but like, I don't think, I've never had like anyone specifically baby about an ex, but like more of like celebrities, which I feel like is a whole different, I know it's like a whole other thing. <laughs> but yeah. um, the... If when it's someone you know though and you're just like hang it's like it was just like hanging out like just normal stuff yeah so it's like a more weird it's like feels more intimate almost than a sex dream yeah because it's just like normal life like hanging out right yeah like, okay, sex i can get but what, why are we just chilling What's why are we just that? like watching netflix in my dream i don't understand <laughs> uh so uh interesting thing about the unconscious mind is um the conscious part of our brain is always looking outward it's mm -hmm. trying to make sense of the world outside of ourselves. The unconscious mind, it doesn't care about anything going on around in the world of, about. Mm -hmm. um, so it's impossible for something outside of us to live inside our unconscious mind. The things that are inside our unconscious, the dreaming part of our brain, are all related to ourselves. They're aspects of ourselves, memories, pieces of who we are. And mm -hmm. so when people dream about their exes, even just hanging out, it's dreaming about the part of you or the version of you that was in that relationship and mm -hmm. trying to make sense of who you are now versus who you were then. And okay. so that, that image of your ex is not actually your ex. It's actually you. It's a symbol oh, wow. for the parts of you that you're yeah. trying to understand a little bit more and you want back into your life. Remember, dreams are wish fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to kind of pull these pieces of yourself that you used to have back then, but maybe you've kind of lost sight of now. You're yeah. trying to pull those back into who you are as a person. Okay. So I guess I feel like it's fair to say that maybe anyone in my that you would dream about, maybe like it's me i'm acting every part in this dream yeah exactly and that's, <laughs> that's the, the amazing star. part of it i'm just putting on some costume and a and some like a mask or something and i'm another person now <laughs> taking you back to your theater days yeah yeah <laughs> or yeah. it kind of reminds me of like um inside out did you ever see that movie pixar movie oh love that movie yeah. it's one of my favorite pixar movies and i i do love them all honestly but that oh, movie was good too. Oh my God. It's so good. It's on Disney plus just recently came out. If you haven't watched it, definitely do that, but do it. it's so good. Another very much like, I guess kind of dreaming. It's yeah. just like your unconscious, your conscience or whatever you watch it. It's good. Um, but it's inside good. out though, I just thought it was so funny. They have like the actors <laughs> all like, on set mm -hmm. and there's like, okay guys, we're, this is the dream mm -hmm. we're doing tonight. Uh, we're talking to your ex-boyfriend hanging out, you know, like if it were my inside my brain. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like to think of it like that. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's a great way to think about it. Yeah. I think my whole, I like to think my whole brain works like that. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Is that not, is that not how it works or? <laughs> yeah, there's, so, there's so many interpretations for how it works. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. I'll I know. I'll just, just keep thinking. It might be a little bit different. <laughs> um, well, so there's also a few in here that are, um, okay, this one, I have a recurring dinosaur dreams. Um, I'm being chased and it's really terrifying every time. So what does that mean? I know being chased and is it matter of it as a dinosaur specifically? Like, do those mean things? <laughs> 
yeah, I'm, I'm curious what that means for them too. Yeah. I mean, um, that's all the context. I don't know this person, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. It's okay. No, I'll definitely tell you what it means. Okay. Um, so I, my first thought is, I wonder what it would be like to be eaten by a dinosaur. Same. And they that can't must really- be amazing. If it's like a T-Rex, though, they can't really like grab you, you know, their arms are too tiny. So- no, no, no. I don't know. It reminds me of like, uh, <laughs> like a Geppetto and the whale, right? Like yes. Like in the belly of the beast. <laughs> yes. That'd be kind of cool. And, yeah. and uh, I say that because that probably has a lot to do with their interpretation. So <clears throat> dinosaurs are old, you know, they're extinct. They're cold-blooded, you know, they're oftentimes okay. seen as killers. They're chasers, right? So there's this part of, and it goes all back to parts of self. Right. There's this part of themselves that's like a cold blooded killer that's chasing mm. after them. It's probably their more animalistic, less human, less empathetic, less caring parts of themselves that are chasing after the part of themselves that they project to the world. Mm. And so the secret is uh, you should go make friends with your inner dinosaur because okay. there are like vicious. Uh, like cutthroat, assertive, aggressive parts inside each of us. But oftentimes we push those down into our shadow right? because we don't like them, but we forget and mm -hmm. we lose our inner power when we deny parts of ourselves that are real. So like any, any business person, like you, you yourself included, oh, you know, there are some difficult mm -hmm. decisions that you have to make. Sometimes mm -hmm. you've got to be brutal. Sometimes you've got to be confrontational. And those, yeah. I'm so glad those are a part of who you are because they have helped you so much in where you've been and what you've become. Mm -hmm. A lot of times our dreams will give us these type of images, a dinosaur chasing us, mm -hmm. because there are parts of ourselves that are going to lead to our destruction if we don't learn to accept them. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Which is All amazing right. because the image of a dinosaur, the dinosaur goes extinct. So you better make friends with your dinosaur <gasps> before it goes extinct. Oh my God. Okay. So, if you're Caveat. Not mental health advice. Go see a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just having, we're just having fun here. Yes. These are like the most general, probably, um, interpretations, I would assume. But absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Very general. Um, this one's kind of funny. It says, last night, this is a, this is a guy who sent this. He said, last night after a weekend trip with the boys in Nash, Nashville, okay. Um, okay. I had a dream that I fought Conor McGregor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know if he won or if he lost, but he fought him. Fought Conor McGregor. <laughs> he's uh, he's grappling with his masculinity. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Conor McGregor, very, with the boys very masculine and symbol. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, okay. who's more macho than Conor McGregor? I mean, he throws chairs at buses yeah, and stuff like true. that. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I don't. I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to figure out his masculinity. Absolutely. Interesting. Do you yeah. think of him being on a trip on a, like a boys' trip too, specifically, might have something to do with it? Because a lot of times, you know, when guys get together, especially if they're like all like straight men they'll yeah. kind of like try to alpha out alpha each other sometimes. So maybe that yeah, has something yeah. to do with it. Interesting. Oh, probably, you know, a yeah. time away to like think about what it means to be a man with your other bro yeah. friends, you know, probably a lot of thoughts going through his head and they're coming out in his dreams. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, cool. I'm going to, this is a little longer one. So, okay. I'm ready. Um, and this person I am friends with. So She's like oh. really into all of this kind of stuff. She loves like dream interpretation, stuff like that. She's like, I got to know what this means. <laughs> okay. Okay. <I'm, laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it my best shot. All right. And so um, this is my friend, Sarah. She says, I had a dream that I was in a police station identifying a person who was stalking me. And then I randomly bumped into someone from, from high school, a man, a man named Kelsey. I don't think I've ever met this person in my life nor do I know a man named Kelsey. 
And mm-hmm. so when I saw him, I was like, why are you here? And he told me that he was on death row awaiting mm. an injection. Mm. And this is like a real deep dream. Um, hey. And I asked him if there was anyone here or if there was anyone here to be there for him as he passed. And he said, no. So I felt bad. And I told him that I would stay. And then I held his hand as he got his injection. It was so weird and so vivid. And I felt like I was legit in the dream. That's amazing. Is that how it ends? That's it. That's all I got. Okay. So there's, so she's, she's running away from somebody and she goes to the police station. Yes. Because she has a stalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She goes to the police station. She meets someone from high school. Yes. She put from high school in quotation marks. So she doesn't mm. like know. She's like, they say they're from high school, I guess. But she's mm. like, I don't know this person. I never met this person in my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, she's met him before. To my knowledge. She's probably seen him at some point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so, and then that's the person that mm-hmm. is on death row. This person from high school. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, she's at a police station. She's identifying a person who is stalking her too. Yeah. Yeah. While she's there. And then she bumps into this guy and then it's like, why are you here? And she's like, or he's like, um, I'm on death row. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm about to get an injection. And then she's like, is anyone else there for, is anyone here for you to do, to do this with you? And he said no. And so she stayed with him as he got it and he died, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That's, cra- that's a crazy dream. <laughs> yeah, she's having she's having a real struggle between her um her more critical side and her more emotional side. Like mm-hmm. she's it sounds to me like Sarah's got this real struggle between her empathy and her justice. Yeah. And so it sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of that developed for her as it does for most of us in high school. You know, we learn a lot about ourselves and oh, the way that we okay. fit into the world through high school, you know, through finding our social group and our clique and all that like you know, yeah. people, they, that's why they say, they say like uh, high school is never over, right? High school never ends <laughs> oh, because God. people kind yeah. of behave that way, you mm-hmm. know? And so sounds like Sarah's got this, this real struggle and her brain's trying to make sense of, I want to be empathetic, but you know, there's these, there's, there's this way that I behave. There's this way that I've learned to live my life that maybe doesn't fit so much anymore. And I'm at mm. risk of losing a part of myself that I used to have when I was younger because I'm trying to be something, I'm trying to run away from something that maybe is who I am. And so, well, mm. the, the message to Sarah would be, hey, um, the part of the dream that was so beautiful was you being there and being empathetic and compassionate for somebody that nobody else was. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't lose that part of yourself. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, uh, well, Hold on. I've lost the other one I was going to. The other one. Let me see where that was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So the next dream, <laughs> she says- Is this Sarah? Oh, no, no. This is not Sarah. This is a different person. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, man. Sarah, Sarah's got a lot of content. <laughs> well, she did out. actually send another one. <laughs> but um, she, I mean, she like, I think she like is a person who kind of writes it down too. That's good. That's really um, good she, for you. She thinks, you know, she's one of those people who like thinks it does. It, they all do mean something. So I think she'll try, especially if it's a really crazy one like that, she'll try yeah. to write it down. Um, mm. That would help you remember your dreams too, by the way. But I don't even, the second I wake up, even I don't think that's I normal. remember at least. That's so, normal. And, yeah. and for anyone listening, that's very, very common. Yeah. What, will, what people will do is they'll wake up and they'll be like, oh, I didn't remember my dream. And then they'll hop on their phone. I bet you do it too. Yes. <laughs> that's the surest way to well, make sure you don't remember. 
Or, okay, I did just get myself um, a one of those like sunrise alarm clocks that like the, it's the, like the okay. light that wakes you up. I got to figure yeah. out how to do it. I literally got it yesterday. And because um, I feel like sometimes I don't remember my dream because I'm waking up so like aggressively. Yes. And I always hit the snooze button. So I'm always like instantly I wake up and I got to go, you know, I got to mm-hmm. like, I got to do stuff. I got to get to work or, I mean, I work from home now. So it's like I'm not the same way. As. Yeah. So, and like, I don't drink caffeine. So like, I got to kind of stress myself out in the morning <laughs> to mm-hmm. get myself up. <laughs> yeah. <I feel> um, <laughs> but so I think that's a lot of my problem too. I'm, I'm being like jolted awake and yes. that's, I just, I'm instantly in like, like awake mode, I guess. Yeah. Well, you're in this process of transition from, you know, a sleep state to a conscious state. And in mm-hmm. that transition, it's very common for people, just like they think that they're awake when they're experiencing sleep paralysis, you're actually mm-hmm. still in a state of sleep when you're experiencing sleep paralysis. You think you're awake. That's why you're seeing hallucinations. Same okay. thing happens to all of us. When we wake up to that alarm clock, we're like, oh, I didn't remember my dream. And then we hop on our phone and we engage yeah. our conscious mind. If instead, just breathe, sit, and let the dream come back to you. Give yourself five mm-hmm. minutes to just breathe, maybe a little bit of light meditation to just kind of like welcome yourself into the day. You'll mm-hmm. be so surprised. I can't tell you how many times I've been brushing my teeth and that's when I remember my dream. Yeah, and that's usually when I do, it's that. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. that's very common for, for everybody. The trick is to let yourself transition into consciousness mm-hmm. and give yourself the space to honor and write down your dream. And if your body and mind are respecting you enough to give you the memory of your dream, definitely honor your body and write that down. Because mm-hmm. if you don't honor your dreams, your dreams will stop coming and your, your brain will be like, well, this person's not paying attention. I'm not going to help them remember. <laughs> oh, your no. mind's sassy. I tell you. That's me. That's what happened to my brain. <laughs> yep. Now you can always get it back. I mean, I, right, okay. there, were, there was a period of time where I didn't dream for years and I yeah. was able to get it back, you know, because I really, you know, I, I missed it. Yeah. Also though, I do take Adderall. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's probably worn off by the time I go to bed, but yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it, but I've never really remembered them though. And, but I will say, oh, actually let's focus back on to myself here for a second. So, um, I did, I still remember this dream and I had it as like, I was in elementary school or like fifth or sixth grade. Maybe I was like elementary or middle school. And I still remember this dream. It was so vivid and I, it was a recurring dream, but it wasn't like the same dream every time. It was like, Mm. it was like episode one, episode two, episode three, like, Oh, a continuation dream. Okay. Yeah. And it happened, it would happen like not one night after the other. It was like a a couple of weeks would go by and then I'd have that dream, like the second episode. And then I have a couple more weeks in the second episode. It was only three dreams from what I can remember. Okay. But I think I have a theory about it. Um, but we'll, we'll see. (laughs) So I think it, we'll say I was in, we'll say I was in sixth grade. Um, I don't really remember exactly what grade is somewhere around that is when I lived in Florida. Actually, I used to live in Tampa and yeah. Hey. Um, and so I would get, I would walk to the bus stop and from the bus stop, um, usually with friends or whatever, um, who lived on our street. Or sometimes my parents would walk us up, like kind of just depended on the day. And, um, but in this dream, I, it was a dream where my friends weren't with me. And cause sometimes that did happen. They would like have after school stuff and didn't go on the bus and I did or vice versa. So I was walking home by myself and it's only like around the corner. It's like the street behind our street. And so it wasn't like a long walk, but mm. I was walking around the corner and then I got to my house and 
there is a man, like a man walking. Um, he's like an older man and he has like a dog and okay. he's, it's like a, almost like he was trying to kidnap me. This like, is in your dream? In my dream. Yeah. When you're in like sixth grade? Yeah. I think I was in like, it was like fifth or sixth grade. It was around okay. that, okay. that time. And right. I will say, I remember on the news constantly and I, we lived in like a really nice area, but I just, I just don't know why, I guess. Cause I, live with my parents. So like I, they watch the news, so I would catch it, you know? Sure. Yeah. And like almost every day there was like someone got kidnapped, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that was like a big thing at that time for whatever reason. Mm. And that I, that I noticed at least it probably wasn't happening every day. I just, when I chimed in, it was like, Oh, a girl my age got kidnapped or raped. Yeah. Or it's scary as a fifth or sixth grader. Right. And so I think that was like me realizing that's like a possibility that could happen mm. Just like be aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. I was like by myself walking to my my house and you know we had like a little code on the gate i would i was smart enough in my dream to like not i like kind of was going the other way i didn't want him to know where i lived so i went the other way to where like our neighbor's house (laughs) uh across the street and i just hung out there because she was out she they were outside so i hung out there and the guy was like trying to get my attention he was like hey do you have like a doggy bag or anything like i my dogs went to the bathroom and you're in this yard which was my yard. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh no, I don't have anything. I'm so sorry. He was like, just like, you know, like come over here. Like I have some candy kind of stuff. Like just trying (laughs) to get over like- Van door opens. Like you want some candy kids? Exactly. But it was with the puppy. (laughs) Yeah. That was was the other one my parents warned me about. Yeah. (laughs) That was another one Don't pet a stranger's puppy. Exactly. Okay, mom. Thank you. Shout out to moms again. Right. Shout out to moms. Um, but yeah, so my, so it was that it was like a little dog and they're like, Oh, do you want to come like play with the puppy? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, no, no. And so that was the first dream. Second dream. Okay. I was asleep and I woke up and this was a more like out of body one, which I think you just posted something recently about this that I saw. Okay. Um, I think I can't remember. I didn't watch that one, but I remember it was like right before we hopped on here. I was like, Oh wait, I needed to watch that one. (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah, so I haven't watched that yet, but so this one, I was more like watching myself get up from my bed and just walk Mm -hmm. across the hall to the bathroom. And then when I walk across the hall, there's also like an, a door that you can, it's our kitchen table. Mm -hmm. That man, the same man with his dog was sitting at our kitchen table. In the middle of the night hmm. and just kind of like looked at me and that's all I can really remember. But it was very, I remember it being very scary. Like it wasn't like a, like my parents, I'm in my dream. Even everyone was asleep. It was the middle of the night. I was just getting up to the bathroom and then I saw him there. Um, yeah. I don't even really fully. I think the third dream was like, there was a, a wasp nest in our, like where the, you put in the code on the garage. And so nice. I didn't want to go near the wasp nest because I was like, I didn't want to get stung. I mean, I almost could have predicted this third one. This is great. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So Perfect. I was- Wasp is a great image oh. for, ex- for what's going on inside you. Oh yep. God. Nope, okay, I you. great. So <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm going to get finally answers after all these years, but- um, yeah, 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 no, yeah, this one, this one's pretty straightforward. <laughs> oh God. Well, the third one, it was like a wasp nest and then I like ran away and that guy- was near like where I ran to he was that guy he's was there. Always there he's always fucking there and so God. and he never like really did anything but it was like a nope. stranger danger kind of vibe yep. like it wasn't like he didn't seem like a good person he was never trying to help me he was always just trying to like freak me out a little bit it seemed like or like yeah. trick or trick me or something 
And um, I don't really remember how that dream ended, but I only had those three dreams when I can remember of that, mm. that mini series I had. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's so great. please explain. <laughs> this one's pretty straightforward. Okay. Uh, when you're in fifth and sixth grade as a little girl, there's a lot of information coming at you. There's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and those three dreams, each one of them. And I can tell you why uh, they're all about you developing your sexuality through people. <gasps> Oh my God. I was having a sexual awakening the whole time. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, know. think about it. Like the reason that people say stranger danger, you know, he also a man like, wasn't an like, attractive man. He was like an older, weird look, like kind of scary. Oh yeah. Well, guy. what do, what do parents and teachers tell you about sex when you're that's a fair. fifth or sixth grade girl? Like that's sex fair. is bad. You'll catch an STD. You'll get pregnant. Yeah. You'll ruin your life. And you'll and so die. It's very <laughs> yeah. And you'll die yeah. uh, and go to hell. <laughs> Right, exactly. And so it's like, you know, that image of the man is like stranger oh. danger. Watch out. Don't play with your sexuality. It's dangerous. And so that's what you're struggling with as a little girl. And then the part that got me is you said, you know, there's a wasp nest. It's like, okay, what, what a more straightforward image of penetration than oh, a wasp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like now I'm caught up. Okay. <laughs> now you're caught up. And then even like going to the bathroom down a hall, like that's yeah. a symbol for female parts, you know, a hall bathroom what do you do in the bathroom you use your private parts yeah i pull so, my pants down and pee so yeah yeah you were struggling and trying to make sense of oh my all God. these like be careful be careful be careful about your yeah. sexuality and you're like your sexuality is awakening and you're like but i can feel my hormones i can feel how i want to understand these things about myself and something's changing hmm. and so you're trying to explore that in your dreams we're just putting that right out there for you so no wonder you had a series dreams. That's great. Well, and in fourth and fifth grade is the time where we learned about our bodies in at my I school. Even, yeah. yeah. So yep, that would school, make a lot of know. sense. It was around that time. I don't know exactly when, but I definitely was around that. So oh, guarantee it. That's, that's interesting. What's going on. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. The whole time I was like, just thinking I was afraid to get kidnapped. <laughs> no, nope. Just afraid of sexuality. Like all of us are. <laughs> I mean, wow, wow, wow. I should have met you a long time ago and talked about this. But hey, well, here I am. <laughs> Maybe I can help some other people out too. If you're stressed, yeah. you know, hey, come come say hey. I'll help you out. Perfect. Okay. If you have time, we can do a couple more and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, sounds good. So I kind of pick a good one. Okay. Okay. Um, Caveat, oh, we'll, go see your therapist. Oh yeah, for sure. Every few minutes, we'll just that I just got to put reminder, that asterisk yeah. in there. All right. This is just for entertainment. Go talk to your therapist. Yes. Um, okay. So this one, she said, I can never see in my dreams. I'm literally mm. always blind. I'm also always in That's my aunt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she said, I'm also always in my aunt's house being chased by something and I can't see it all or move my body correctly. I've al I'm always running into walls and stuff like a video game with bad controls. <laughs> mm. What running is that? Into walls, <laughs> being blind in your aunt's house. house. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a little specific. So I probably yeah. won't be able to give like a, a, this is exactly it because mm -hmm. uh, whenever we dream about a house, um, mm -hmm. it stands for the mind. So she is thinking about her, either her family and the mindset, sort of the, uh, the, the way that the family unit works, or maybe mm -hmm. there's a certain time when she stayed with her aunt. So she's thinking about the way that her brain worked or her mindset during that period in her life. Okay. And so there's kind of this struggle with, she feels like, um, that she's not able to keep herself safe. She's not able to be aware of danger because of that mindset. And so she's struggling with trying to understand the things that are coming at her and her lack of clarity 
during that time or during those things in her life. So maybe there's a lack of clarity in her family unit about like, you know, the family dynamics, or maybe there's a time in her life when she lived there where she felt a lack of clarity, a lack of vision, you know, for the future. And so she's just, she's wrestling with that and her mind's trying to work that out for her. Good for you. Oh my God. That's crazy. Brains really are so insane. In a cool way, in a cool way, not like a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. There's like so many of these dreams that are so cool that I, I just want to know. Um, my, one of my friends actually sent her me a dream that I was in. Yeah. So I do kind of want to know about that, (laughs) (laughs) but okay. So I'll ask, I have two more then one. I feel like this one might be kind of quick. I do want some clarity on it though. I feel like I, um, that Tiffany has had similar dreams to this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so this person said, I've had dreams about family members passing away and then within weeks they've died. Mm, yeah, there's definitely a thing called precognitive dreams. Oh, um, okay. And our unconscious mind is aware of a lot. Like it's actually a better information gatherer than our conscious mind because our conscious mind is so small and, and um, mm-hmm. concentrated in its area of focus. Um, mm-hmm. The unconscious can pay attention to a lot, a lot more. And so while you're sleeping, your unconscious mind will sort of organize that data and project what's going to happen next. A lot of mm-hmm. times midwives will predict the gender of a child before the ultrasound comes back because they know and can sense these things. And so in their dreams, their mind's putting these things together. So oftentimes that can happen. You know, people can <gasps> kind of feel, hey, there's something not right with grandma or grandpa you know, and they know that something's coming. They just weren't consciously aware of it because they probably didn't want to admit it consciously, but their unconscious mind knew. Oh my God. That's so scary. Well, it's just powerful how observant (laughs) we are as people. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, all right. What's this last one? So, okay. This one is the one that is, I'm in it. (laughs) Okay. I did try to interpret this for her. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll see what we both get. We'll see. We'll come to a come to a compromise. Yeah. So I, but I do feel like this is a little bit of a common one because I've had dreams like this before too, and I I know my friends have talked about this in the past about having similar dreams like where you're like with a friend and it's like something weird is going on and it's like feels like a real situation. So mm-hmm. okay, this is what she said. She said, "So I had this super vivid dream with you in it last night. We were in college and we went to college together." Mm-hmm. Um, she said, we were in college, but lived in a hotel. Uh, we're friends like we are now. Um, and you blew me off to go to a party with a fraternity. <laughs> um, nice. she, said, she said, I kept calling and calling you. And you finally came back to our hotel slash dorm room or whatever it was. And you started yelling at me and locked me inside. You started oh. throwing my furniture out the window. <laughs> She's You're a like, jerk. I know. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> First of all, I was obviously strong in this dream because I was throwing furniture out the that's way. That's pretty BA. I mean, that, yeah. Watch out, Connor McGregor. I'm coming for you. <laughs> coming. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. I mean, what is it? <laughs> and I'm bringing the old man with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his little dog, too. And his wasps. Let's go. <laughs> no, the wasps can stay. I'm still really afraid of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but yeah so so yeah i guess i mean dreams like this in general where there's like drama with your friends that doesn't actually exist or like a boyfriend cheated on you or something like that like i always think those are interesting ones yeah because it's like stuff that feels real but you're like this didn't happen but she probably woke up like mad at me upset with me probably yeah. thinking i'm like insane yeah so um yeah confidence <laughs> confidence trouble oh okay like with yeah. me specifically 
No, 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 with herself. Okay. Feeling good enough, feeling worthy of attention, feeling okay. that she deserves to be there, feel, feeling that she deserves to be taken care of and her stuff needs to be respected. She's struggling with that. And mm. so sometimes we all struggle with confidence and self-respect. And okay. so her dreams just kind of, I mean, you being, like you said, best friend, mm-hmm. you know, you're her best friend. And so you're an image in herself of, am I going to respect myself? Oh, so I, she was playing me in her dream. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's trying wow. to trying to wrestle those things through. So me throwing furniture out the window, does that mean anything? Or <laughs> am I strong? Or <laughs> yeah, I think uh okay. I think when we don't respect ourselves, when we feel mm-hmm. like uh we're not respected, um, that takes our comfort away. And so throwing furniture out the window, <laughs> furniture's there to make you comfortable. And so yeah. our comfort oh. gets thrown away. Well, damn thrown out the window. Okay. Uh, when we don't respect ourselves and have, you know, work on our self-care, self-love, self-respect, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Absolutely. what you're saying is if I have a dream about a guy that I'm dating and he cheated on me in the dream and it's really about myself. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's confidence. <laughs> Woo. Oh no. Okay. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> you gotta work on it. Are you, do you feel confident? Do you respect yourself enough to feel well, like you deserve the relationship? I don't currently have a person to dream about cheating on me because I'm single, but it, well, that takes you know, care of that. that, so I'm good, <laughs> but I have, Solid. I have, I think I've probably had a dream like that. I'm sure I have. I feel oh, like, I mean, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, of course. I feel like those are pretty common. Um, yeah. I know most we all people struggle with that. Yeah. So, um, this was amazing. I could probably ask you <laughs> about 500 different dreams, but, um, <laughs> we can reframe for now. Um, but we'd definitely love to have you back one day as our resident dream interpreter. Um, hey, happy to be here. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so tell us all like, where can we find you? Um, if you have any like, you know, classes you do anything like that, tell us all the things. Absolutely. Huge stuff is coming up. So you can always find me and keep up with mm-hmm. me. Any social media platform at Lion Mental Health. That's L-Y-O-N, like my mm-hmm. last name, L-Y-O-N, Mental Health. You can find me on all those. TikTok's kind of like my uh, most popular page, but mm-hmm. I do respond a little bit faster on Instagram if you want to say what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're launching a course to interpret your own dreams very, very soon. Uh, it'll be up in, I don't know when this posts, but um, this will be, it should be, yeah, should be this live will be March next 1st. Thursday. So okay, it'll be cool. up the 25th. So it'll be right just in time. February Perfect. 25th, this will come out. Great. So if you're interested yeah. in learning how to interpret your own dreams, how to get a better connection with your unconscious mind, we're launching a cool course that's going to do that. Um, you can find that on the business that you know I've helped found. Um, it's called Murmur. So M-I-R-M-I-R.co. Mm-hmm. You can find it. It's this learning community platform that's amazing. Um, there's a lot of great creators from TikTok, from Instagram on there. And what we do is as creators, um, we're able to engage with and provide education for our audience about these things. Mm-hmm. So like there's some great like sex educators on there. There's some great therapists who talk about anxiety. I talk about dreams. And uh, my course will be launching on that platform, Murmur, M-I-R-M-I-R.co. Mm-hmm. You can check it out there. Um, or if you want to be on the email list, just find me on Instagram, send me your email address. I'll add you to it. Awesome. Well, we, me and my, all my friends today, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying we, cause I normally have a co-host, but and she appreciates it too, even though she's not here, but, um, I know she's sad. She missed out. Cause she was really excited about this too, especially her being the one that has the crazy dreams. Mm. Just have to um, do it again. Yeah. And I guess she'll just have to sign up for your course. <laughs> 
Yes. I will wait for her to do that. Yes. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, so seriously, thank you so, so much. And we'll put all that information you just said in our episode notes here too. Um, awesome. so we'll find the links easy. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I kind of forgot to do this at the beginning. We normally give people permission to enter. So just oh. know you had permission to enter. <laughs> And now that's good because yes. I, I came on busting through. I so. know. Yeah, we really <laughs> went in. So, um, yeah, we now have permission to exit, though. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. We're, you're good now. Thank you. All right. Yeah, Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I wouldn't say we made it, but we made it through. We just had moose make and we made I know I got